What's up everybody? This is Johnny's and uh, welcome to Wrestling with Johnny's, the first podcast um, of its kind from me. I've been listening to wrestling podcasts for quite a few years now. Uh, you name it, Talk is Jericho, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, uh, yeah, Steve Austin, uh, the list goes on and on and on. I probably subscribe to over 20 wrestling channels, probably far too many uh, to catch up with during an average week. And I thought, yeah, I can do this. I'll uh, start my own wrestling podcast. It's going to be a weekly podcast focusing mostly on um, NXT, NXT UK, maybe a little bit of uh, standard WWE in there, main roster WWE, um, anything special going on throughout the wrestling world, whether it be New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, across the Indies, a uh, big fan of uh, progress in the UK, and of course the WWE pay-per-views uh, as and when they happen, a bit of a build-up to any of those, and uh, any any recaps uh, from the shows. But yeah, I'm really excited to bring you the first episode of uh, Wrestling uh, with Jonas. My name isn't actually Jonas, uh, it's a nickname given to me by my wife, but hey, it's a good wrestling handle. Um, I've been a wrestling fan for over 26 years now. So uh, my first taste of wrestling was probably back in the, the late 80s when uh, the world of sport used to be on ITV over here in the UK on a Saturday afternoon and I would watch it with my uh, with my nan, my, my grandmother, uh, and we would watch uh, Danny Boy Collins and Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy and Bomber Pat Roach and all those old British favourites, which is probably how a lot of wrestling fans um started their the, the introduction with wrestling and then uh, back in the early 90s I think it was late 91 around the time of the Survivor Series that year in the WWF at the time uh, when Jake Roberts got his King Cobra to bite the arm of Macho Man Randy Savage and you could see the blood trickling down the Macho Man's arm as he was tied up in the ropes and it was quite a, a graphic introduction to the world of professional wrestling at the time but thoroughly, it, it really sucked me in, thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, that was around the time when Ric Flair first came to WWF. Didn't really know him from um, his uh, NWA, WCW days. So that was all new to me and gave me a great opportunity to learn about characters like Ric Flair and uh, Hulk Hogan at the time as well when he was battling uh, The Undertaker at the 91 Survivor Series. Um, then we fast forward a little bit to 1992 with the Royal Rumble and of course uh, that was an amazing event well the main event was very good the uh, undercard was okay uh, great to see uh, Owen Hart um, in that tag match with Coco Beware against the Oriental Express in them very baggy uh, wrestling pants of his um, but still um, a really really excellent and very memorable main event with Ric Flair pretty much going um, from start to finish to not only win the Royal Rumble but to win the WWF title at the time. Um, I went to a few uh, WWE, WWF sorry, live house shows um, in the UK back in 1992 and then um, I was lucky enough, um, I think I was at the tender age of possibly what would I have been uh, 16 to attend my first pay-per-view WWF pay-per-view when the WWF came to the UK for SummerSlam um, at Wembley, London, England um, over 80,000 people it was a fantastic day the build-up to the events was great uh, travelling down to London on the day um, on a coach with my dad and two of my friends fantastic experience waiting outside with 
tens of thousands of people that were really, really enthusiastic, couldn't wait to get inside the stadium, lots of merchandise being sold, a baking hot day, we get inside, uh, we, were, we were quite high up but uh, you could still see the ring fairly well and uh, the, the, the show as a whole was, was, was very, very good, it was, it was entertaining for what it was back then, but it was very character driven. Uh, the WWF, you know, had some some good experience in the ring with the likes of Ted DiBiase and Erwin Arshayster, the Legion of Doom. Uh, matches like that, uh, you know, there was, there was a few that you really could have done without, for example, Nails versus Virgil and the Bushwhackers. But hey, you know, it's, it's all um, characters that I grew up with back in the early 90s. And of course, the main event. Uh, one of the all-time classics, not just in SummerSlam history, but in WWF history, uh, Bret Hart versus David Boy Smith, with Bret Hart going into the main event as the Intercontinental Champion, and David Boy Smith, after around about 25 minutes, overcoming uh, Bret Hart in uh, one of the all-time classic five-star matches to win the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, now, what was also unique about that match is uh, it, it did go on last. It was uh, the main event for the Intercontinental Champion and usually wouldn't get the Intercontinental Champion um, highlighting or headlining any show. Um, traditionally, it was always uh, the WWF Heavyweight Championship or Hulk Hogan that would go on last, uh, but no Hulk Hogan this time around. And the WWF Championship was shown earlier on in the, in the, in the event, earlier on in the card with Ultimate Warrior versus Machu Man. However, when uh, the broadcast was aired in America, they did switch it around and they did have uh, Machu Man and Ultimate Warrior for the WWE Championship closing the show. Um, the other unique thing about the main event of Bret Hart versus David Boy was that it was Babyface versus Babyface, and you didn't usually get that, um, but the crowd was red hot all night. Um, very, very memorable. Uh, anyway, throughout the years, I've been to quite a few WWE shows. Um, and uh, yes, I was lucky enough to attend my first ever um, WrestleMania this year. So pretty much 26 years um, to, uh, you know, from when I first started my wrestling fandom, I was lucky enough to be able to go to uh, New Orleans to see WrestleMania 34. I uh, spent the whole week out there going to various events, uh, a couple of sessions at WWE Access, a couple of sessions at uh, WrestleCon, uh, various other live shows including NXT TakeOver, uh, Monday Night Raw, um, as well as uh, WrestleMania. I think we'll talk more about uh, that week in New Orleans as we get closer to uh, WrestleMania 35 taking place in New York, New Jersey in April 2019. So what I'd like to do uh, to kick off this first episode is to talk about uh, this week's episode of NXT UK. So shown on the WWE Network, uh, the November the 7th episode. Uh, I think this was one of the many episodes filmed in uh, Cambridge, the Corn Exchange. And uh, they actually showed two episodes again this week, similar to last week. I think they're trying to catch up on their episodes because it was quite uh, a long period before they actually had the first one from the first recordings back in July. So the uh, November the 7th episode kicked off with Bomber Dave Mastiff versus Damien Weir. So Damien Weir you may know from the UK independence as Damien Dunn. Um, and uh, in real life, brother of the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. So essentially it was a, a bit of a squash match. It only lasted two minutes. Uh, there wasn't much, if any, offence from Damien Weir. 
Um, there was quite an impressive spot during the match where Mastiff um, executed a massive one-arm vertical suplex uh, throw on Weir um, and then followed that up with a running cannonball into the corner. Very, very impressive outing by Mastiff. This is his second showing on NXT UK since it began four or five weeks ago. Um, Mastiff, although he's uh, quite a, a stocky guy, he must be uh, close to or over 300 pounds. And it was a very fast and powerful outing from Mastiff. Um, he's uh, shown some, some dominance in the ring. Um, definitely one to watch for the future. And uh, he's uh, wrestled twice on NXT UK and won twice, both in very dominant fashion. Watch out for Dave Mastiff in the future. I've seen him live a couple of times. Very, very impressive wrestler. Then uh, the show went into a bit of a recap from last week's main event where Flash Morgan came to the aid of Mark Andrews um, after his match with Wolfgang. Um, and uh, Mark Andrews was being attacked by the Coffee Brothers um, who were laying the beating into Andrews. Wolfgang walked back to the ring and uh, laid in uh, to Mark Andrews as well, turning heel um, on the NXT UK audience and aligning with the Coffee Brothers. Next we saw a vignette for uh, Ligero, who is in action next, and uh, we saw a, a similar vignette for James Drake, who appears to be Ligero's partner in the next match. Then we saw another vignette for Ginny, the fashionista. Ginny uh, is a, an excellent UK uh, women's wrestler who featured this year in the May Young Classic, you may remember, um, and uh, has been the uh, Progress Women's Champion um, this year earlier on, and uh, is, is a, an excellent, very, very impressive female wrestler, um, a really good. I've enjoyed these um, kind of like magazine uh, fashion style vignettes that have, uh, that have happened over the last three weeks on NXT UK and we are due to see Ginny next week. Then we had a bit of a, a backstage segment from Danny Birch uh, just reminding us that we have Danny Birch versus Pete Dunne in the main events um, of this particular episode. Before that however we went into the match between Ligero and James Drake. So this is the second match for Ligero. He won his first match um, a few weeks earlier. I think it was actually the first match of the first episode of NXT UK four weeks ago. Now James Drake is one half of the grizzled young veterans with Zach Gibson, Liverpool's number one. Um, there was a great chant from the crowd as the match got going um, because James Drake has a picture of himself, a picture of his face. Um, on the backside of his trunks and the chant was he's got his own face on his arse uh, which was highly hilarious and uh, got the, the match started with quite a bit of heat. Bit of a slow start to the match however James Drake did take control with a vicious attack in the corner to Ligero. A fantastic code read from Ligero um, to uh, start his comeback against Drake. Drake hit back with a, a cracking drop kick in the corner, a very strong drop kick um, for a very good two count and Ligero hit a springboard DDT to hit the three count for the eventual win in just under six minutes. So quite a, um, a, a, a built into a fast paced action packed match with lots of crowd heat and another very good victory for Ligero. Uh, there was a backstage interview with Tony Storm talking about her up and coming match with Dakota Kai um, and uh, Dakota enters the frame. Both women shake hands ahead of their match, which is going to be on next week's episode. 
Ashton Smith vignettes next, um, talking about more about his character. Um, I think up until now, we don't really know a lot about Ashton Smith. This certainly helped to um, paint a better picture of this particular character. Uh, quite, a, quite a big guy, tall, uh, muscular, uh, got a good look. Um, he's been on NXT UK a couple of times. We'll see where he goes. Bit of character development uh, for many of the new faces here. Uh, Zach Gibson was up next in a backstage vignette to hype up his match against Amir Jordan next week. Um, and uh, Zach Gibson is definitely the biggest, baddest heel in NXT UK so far. Then we're about to get a match with Ashton Smith. Um, but we didn't find out who Ashton Smith's partner was because Wolfgang and the Coffee Brothers attacked Smith on his entrance. Um, both looking, all three of them looking very menacing on the stage um, with some quite amusing crowd heat and chants from the audience. The Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang uh, entered the ring and gave uh, quite a menacing promo. Uh, lots of crowd heat and chanting from the audience. Uh, Coffee talking about being the hierarchy of NXT UK. No more British strong style and no more big strong boys, they said. Uh, Coffee finished the promo by stating, this is our kingdom. So uh, quite a strong presence there. I like the way that um, NXT UK is building up its characters. Um, it's clearly defining its heels and its baby faces. And the Coffee Brothers, along with Wolfgang, well, certainly appeared to be uh, merging together. Quite a strong unit there. Any Dennis? Eddie Dennis, sorry, is up next. Um, we've had quite a few um, uh, promos and vignettes uh, from Eddie Dennis, pretty much from episode one, stating how um, he was uh, a headmaster um, at a secondary uh, comprehensive school in the UK. And while he was busy building himself a career, we saw friends from the past, such as Pete Dunne, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews gets signed by WWE, make names for themselves, um, and he feels like that was his opportunity and his chance um, that they were taken from him. So now he's part of the NXT UK brand. And uh, after the last three or four weeks of them building Eddie Dennis's character uh, in vignettes like this, he finally makes his debut in his first match against Sid Scala. So much in the same way we had with uh, Damian Weir in the opening match. This was definitely another squ another squash match. Um, Dennis's music is a very menacing um, a piece of uh, music as he takes the slow minute and walk to the ring. His uh, promos of the last four weeks have, have built himself to uh, very well leading up to his debut tonight. Scala made a brief comeback during the early stages of the match, but it was all about Dennis in the end. Um, regaining control with very strong elbow to the face. Not long recovered from the very serious uh, shoulder injury, Eddie Dennis, um, and uh, he had one of his return matches against Mark Andrews at a uh, progress event at Wembley Arena at the beginning of October, the Hello Wembley show, which if you haven't seen it, you need to try and find it. You need to sign up to Progress On Demand to catch this match. Um, but uh, the... Uh, uh, the video package leading up to uh, the match, Eddie Dennis versus Mark Andrews for this progress match at Wembley was outstanding, better than you'll see uh, anywhere at, at the moment. And that really kind of sold me on Eddie Dennis. I saw Eddie Dennis wrestle a few times um, a few years back, um, but that was uh, something that really opened my eyes up to to this uh, uh, this wrestler. Um, so having not long recovered from a serious shoulder, shoulder injury, he's now making his debut for NXT UK. Though Scala tried to make a bit of a comeback with a slap to the face, 
legs and a high cross body, um, but it was uh, a very short-lived comeback. Uh, Dennis Paul Scala out of the corner with the seven bridge razor's edge type move into the opposite corner's turnbuckle. Uh, Dennis's uh, finish finished Scala off with a massive side slam maneuver called the next stop driver and finished the match in just four minutes. Uh, the next match that we have to uh, look forward to next week um, is Tony Storm versus Dakota Kai, as I mentioned earlier, and the Coffee Brothers versus Wolfgang and Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, and Ashton Smith in a three versus three six man match um, on next week's episode. Pete Dunn versus Danny Birch is the next match, and this is the main event for um, hour one for this week's. NXT UK show and it's for the WWE UK Championship there's a really big fight feel uh, in the arena here at the Corn Exchange in Cambridge Birch enters first followed by Pete Dunne with the UK Championship belt firmly held between his teeth they mention how Pete Dunne's reign has lasted for longer than Asuka's did um, with the reign currently lasting 540 days for Dunne so really good ovation for both participants here we have the formal introductions, then the match begins. Both men trade stiff blows to start the match. Before Dunn put Birch into an excruciating submission hold on Birch's arms and fingers, it looked really painful. Uh, it was strange seeing Birch on the mat for such a long period of time, but Birch did manage to make a comeback, only to be knocked down to the canvas once again with a huge forearm. Birch made a comeback with a headlock, only for Dunn to reach for the ropes before dragging Birch out to the floor with an X-plex on the apron. A vicious soccer kick to the elbow from Dunn, followed by Dunn putting added pressure on the challenger's already injured arm and fingers. Dunn supposedly playing the role of a heel in this match, with the crowd firmly getting behind Danny Birch, helping him to a comeback and an impressive second rope drop kick followed by a power bomb and a knee strike for a close two count. Definitely a back and forth match with Dunn taking control yet again, going back to the injured left arm and hand of Birch. Dunn took the match to the outside once again, but Birch took swift advantage by taking Dunn's legs away from him, leading Dunn to land face first onto the steel steps. Followed by a massive slam on the padding outside, Dunn makes it back into the ring just before the tank out with both men back inside. Birch hit the champion with a huge overhead suplex for a very close two count. Both men battle once again with stiff blows and some excellent hard hitting moves being traded between the two individuals, including an incredible lariat from Birch for another strong two count. Birch hit a headbutt to Dunn, followed by a draping DDT for another nail-biting two-count. The crowd are really getting behind the challenger as he applies a cross-face on Dunn, causing the champ to be very close to tapping out. Dunn eventually escapes in order to hit the bitter end for another close two-count. The fans are on their feet at this stage for this awesome match. Dunn goes back to the injured fingers and arms of Danny Birch for the eventual submission win after an incredible 16 minute match. What a showing by both men. But Danny Birch made himself some new fans after this match and Pete Dunn regains his title in another highly recommended hard hitting and exciting match. Definitely the best NXT UK match so far and one to go out of your way to watch. The match goes off the air with the champion standing victorious on the wrap. 
probably the best episode of NXT UK in the four weeks so far. From here we head straight into what should be next week's episode, but as per last week, they are playing back-to-back NXT UK episodes, so anything I referred to earlier as showing next week is actually hour two on this September the 7th episode. The show opens with Wolfgang and the Coffee Brothers arriving at the venue ahead of their main event, uh, which is a six-man match later on tonight uh, against uh, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster and Ashton Smith. From here, there's a clip from the Mae Young Classic final, a match between Tony Storm and Io Shirai at the Evolution pay-per-view a couple of weeks ago. We go straight into the Tony Storm versus Dakota Kai match. Um, This week, we see Tony Storm make her entrance in the much-hyped match against Dakota Kai. Um, I must be honest to say that I do enjoy Dakota's music, entrance and her character, but I do feel that WWE haven't used her um, to the best of her abilities, especially during the mini-feud with Shayna Baszler a couple of months ago on the main NXT show, which showed Dakota as a pretty weak individual that didn't do her any favours at the time. Anyway, I'm a fan of hers um, and enjoy her matches and I hope that the NXT UK brand will be a a good outlet for Dakota to show us what she's capable of. The fans are firmly behind Tony as the two women lock up in the early stages. Uh, Dakota takes control with a stiff kick to the chest for an early two count. Nigel McGuinness makes note that Tony Storm um, was the longest reigning progress women's champion holding the title for just shy of one year. Tony takes control with a version of an STF that looks more vicious than anything John Cena has ever done with the move. Uh, Some stiff forearms from Kai leading to a reverse kick to Storm and a double headbutt from both superstars um, knocked them both to the canvas. Storm hit an impressive snap German suplex to Kai followed by an impressive running kick into the corner from Dakota Kai. However, Tony made yet another impressive comeback with a second snap German followed by the Storm Zero finisher which is like a shoulder breaker for the three count and victory in just under seven minutes. A good match between these two impressive competitors, and I'd like to see uh, more from these two in the future. As Dakota exited the ring and started to make her way up the ramp, she was hit with a surprise attack from Ginny, um, who we have seen in an impressive set of vignettes over the last few weeks, with Ginny finally making her debut in a bit of a sneak attack, sending out a clear message to Tony Storm and the rest of the female locker room and the UK audience, stating that this is my NXT UK. Uh, Tony Storm eventually helped Dakota Kai to her feet as they made their way backstage. So some interesting storyline development there. Um, up next, we've got Amir Jordan versus Zach Gibson, Liverpool's number one. Uh, massive crowd heat for Gibson as he enters the ring uh, to a chorus of boos and chants such as shoes off if you hate Gibson. Uh, despite an impressive running crossbody from Jordan, Gibson takes control with a clothesline, um, a short arm lever and an overhead throw. Jordan takes the initiative with some high-flying moves to take Gibson off his feet for a two-count. However, this comeback was short-lived as Gibson hit the Helter Skelter, followed by the Shankly Gate submission hold for the victory after just five minutes. Following the match, Gibson gets on the mic with an in-ring promo to a backdrop of boos from the fans in Cambridge. Gibson says that every day that he steps foot in that ring is another day closer to being the NXT UK champion. 
he won the second annual UK Championship tournament from the Royal Albert Hall. You may remember from June, he beat Noem Dar a couple of weeks ago in one of the first episodes of NXT UK. Uh, Gibson goes on to say that he is the guy to build a brand around um, until he is interrupted by Trent Zevin on the rampway. Trent explains that in the Empress Ballroom in 2017, he, along with friends Pete Dunne and others, kicked the whole thing off with the UK scene in the WWE. Uh, while Gibson was at home on his mum's laptop watching them make history on the WWE Network. Trent congratulated Gibson for winning the UK Championship Tournament at the Royal Albert Hall, but that he couldn't get the job done on night two against Pete Dunne. Trent gets into the ring and throws out an immediate challenge to Gibson right there and then, but Gibson rolls out of the ring, declining the uh, challenge from seven, possibly leading to a match in the near future. Next up, we see a promo from Kenny Williams ahead of the next match uh, on this Hour 2 show, which will be against uh, Jordan Devlin. So, Kenny Williams versus Jordan Devlin. Now, I like Williams as a character, although I'm not sure he'll be a contender for any top spots in NXT UK anytime soon. However, Jordan Devlin... Uh, on the other hand, is someone that I'm very excited about. I recently heard a podcast with him on the Flash Morgan Webster podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it told a very interesting story of how Devlin very nearly threw it all in after the inaugural UK Championship tournament in Blackpool early 2017, um, as he was not happy with himself as a wrestler, especially after his two matches against Danny Birch and then the eventual winner and the first UK champion Tyler Bate in the second round. However, after some evaluation, and uh, he re-motivated himself and turned in a year's worth of stellar performances in OTT professional wrestling in Ireland, where he went undefeated for a whole year and was a very dominant OTT World Heavyweight Champion. Devlin feels uh, like he's transformed his career in the last 18 months to the point where he feels that he is someone to uh, keep a close eye on, and I completely agree. Both men show a lot of athleticism, uh, with Devlin kick, uh, getting uh, the first two counts of the match. Devlin goes uh, to the eyes of Williams as he gains control of the match. Even McGuinness acknowledges Devlin's new aggressive attitude as they take it to the outside with a wrecking ball drop kick through the ropes onto Devlin, uh, followed by a suicide dive. Williams nails Devlin with a top rope elbow uh, for another two count. Williams hits a great look looking face plant for another two count with the crowd getting firmly behind uh, the fan favourite from Scotland. However, all of this was short-lived as Devlin hit his Ireland's Call finishing move for a convincing win. Next up, we have the main event of Hour 2 um, between Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews and Ashton Smith versus the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang. The Coffee Brothers looked dominant in the early stages of this match as the heels cut the ring in half, keeping control of Smith and Andrews, with the baby's faces struggling to gain any advantage in the first five minutes. Plenty of rest holes in the first half of the match, wearing down Mark Andrews as Webster and Smith strained for the tag on the other side of the ring. After a stun dog millionaire, Andrews finally managed to get the tag to Webster and the faces made a strong comeback with some quick offence from Webster and then Ashton Smith. 
Smith is a tall and muscular guy who looks to have a bright future with NXT UK, uh, but his offence was short-lived before he was able to make a quick tag to Mark Andrews. And with Andrews knocking Joe Coffey and Wolfgang out of the ring before a double dive from Smith and Andrews to the outside onto the heels. Webster was just about to complete his dive to the outside before being halted by a jaw-jacking clothesline from Wolfgang. Webster managed to reverse an attempted powerbomb by Wolfgang into a Hurricane Rana, sending Wolfgang to the outside with his uh, fellow heels. Finally allowing Flash Morgan Webster to hit a senton from the top turnbuckle to the crowd of heels and teammates on the outside. Quite an impressive move there from Webster. Webster managed to get a two count on Wolfgang, but after some interference from the Coffee Brothers uh, on Smith and Andrews on the ring apron, Wolfgang hit a surprise spear on Webster before tagging in Joe Coffey to hit his discus lariat, finishing uh, Webster off with a strong free count and a victory for the heels to end our two of this NXT UK show. Overall, a very good couple of hours of wrestling action from NXT UK, with the highlights of it being the main event of Hour 1 uh, between Pete Dunne and Danny Birch, which was a very solid, uh, very exciting back-and-forth 16-minute main event. Uh, I also enjoyed the squash matches um, involving Dave Mastiff and uh, Eddie Dennis in Hour 1, as well as the six-man tag match that we've just seen. NXT UK is definitely on a roll and I already cannot wait for next week's episodes. Next week we'll see a huge announcement from UK uh, NXT UK General Manager Johnny Sate regarding the future of NXT and its up and coming Birmingham shows. Um, this week's highlight from the, uh, the regular NXT from Full Sail was the debut of the King of Bros, Matt Riddle. This guy has it all and with his personality, charisma, his look and his moves, he could not only be a future star for NXT, but uh, I, along with many others, believe that he is easily um, could be the future of the WWE and the industry as a whole in the next five years. Um, he has even gone out uh, publicly on Twitter to announce that he would like to be the one who retires Brock Lesnar in the future. Now that's a match I would definitely like to see. Not sure if it will ever happen, but you can dream. Uh, Triple H went in for surgery this week after tearing his pectoral muscle during his match alongside Shawn Michaels in Shawn Michaels' comeback match after eight years of being retired versus The Undertaker and Kane at the Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia last Friday. He's almost certain to miss out uh, on any wrestling action over the next year, meaning that he, he will also likely miss out on his expected match with Batista at WrestleMania 35 in April. So, who will be Batista? Uh, Batista's eventual possible opponent at the show of shows in April. Could it be uh, Evolution teammate Randy Orton? That seems to be the name going around at the moment. If the match is going to go ahead with Batista at all, it's likely to be against the Viper. Going back to NXT and with TakeOver taking place next Saturday, the night before the Survivor Series, the card for TakeOver War Games is starting to look complete. It's going to be highlighted by a War Games match, the uh, second year in a row with the Undisputed Era, with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong taking on uh, the foursome of Pete Dunne, Ricochet and the War Raiders. You'll also get to see a two out of three falls match uh, pitting 
NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler against Kyrie Sane in a two out of three falls match. And with the uh, the uh, other horsewomen combatants getting involved in Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane's match at Evolution, expect to see some interference there and uh, quite a, an interesting two out of three falls match. Matt Riddle is uh, likely to make his takeover debut against Cassius Ono. And Tommaso Ciampi, the NXT champion, um, will take on Velveteen Dream for the NXT championship match. Um, unless they add a third uh, challenger or another challenger in the shape of Lars Sullivan. Now, there's been reports that there will only be four matches at this up-and-coming TakeOver War Games special, as opposed to the usual five. Um, so this may be a four-match card only, although if there's likely to be five matches, it could possibly be the grudge match between Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano. We'll find out more in this week's NXT. Survivor Series uh, will take place the nights after NXT TakeOver War Games, and currently the matches are looking pretty strong where it's uh, mostly champion versus champion from the Raw brand and the Smackdown Live brand. Headline in the card will be WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus WWE Champion from the Smackdown side AJ Styles and there will be the traditional five on five uh, Raw men versus Smackdown men match as well as a five on five uh, tag match from both brands uh, and a five on five women's match as well. Seth Rollins will take on Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Seth Rollins, obviously the Intercontinental Champion versus the WWE United States Champion in Nakamura. The match I'm most looking forward to, though, is going to be the WWE Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey versus the WWE SmackDown Live Champion Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is definitely proven to be the hottest commodity in all of WWE at the moment, and I think that match with Rousey will be a show stealer. Next week we'll be looking um, at the Survivor Series card in a lot more detail, previewing and running down the, the matches that have been announced and focusing a little bit more on some of the uh, the five on five matches. Didn't go into much detail previously, as well as, well as looking again at the NXT um, UK episodes uh, from the 14th of November and a look at the Go Home episode of NXT ahead of NXT TakeOver All Games. So if you have any questions about the show, uh, anything you'd like to ask um, about uh, up and coming shows, uh, you can email me at wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. Give us your feedback about the show. Uh, please get in touch. You can also uh, get in touch with me via my Twitter page, and that's at withjohners underscore wwj at withjohners underscore wwj or you can visit my youtube page uh, just by searching Jonas wrestling i hope you've enjoyed this uh, premiere episode of wrestling with Jonas. i've thoroughly enjoyed doing it uh, the quality of the show the content um, my presentation style is only likely to get better so please spread the word and keep listening uh, regular weekly episodes will drop every thursday or friday so don't miss out uh, take care thank you very much and we'll speak to you all soon bye bye Thank you.